And I remember when I was like in the thick of it, yeah. I just denied it. I was in denial. Like I was like, I don't need help. Like I remember I've, I've ran through a lot of therapists throughout my life. Yeah. And, um, I guess I had to figure out the ones that I actually connected with, mm -hmm. you know, cause that's important too. Mm -hmm. And it like, I don't know, it was really hard trying to open up at first because yeah. I just felt like nobody would like get me. And yeah, especially yeah. like, it was a lot of shame because in the black community, like yeah. it's a lot of shame. Mm -hmm. And so I never wanted to say out loud that I am struggling. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. something's wrong. Like, I don't know what's wrong, yeah. but I know something's wrong. That was perfectly what's timed. Going on? Yeah, was... <laughs> I want to say Kenidra Woods is what's going on. Yeah, she is. She is. She is the reason. Mm -hmm. Like her spirit, her energy, her humility, mm -hmm. um, that love in her soul and that joy for her service is the mm -hmm. reason why I'm so in love with youth and spend so much time mm -hmm. with their empowerment. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think having I her. Having her here yeah. in person. Yeah, she is in person. Be in person I know. It's I'm gonna I can't yeah. wait to have that energy just be contagious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's cool stuff. It's amazing. I mean, when you know, um, people just come with that kind of like spirit, that energy that's kind of openness, mm. a love. You know, it's incredible. And th the amazing thing about her though that I that I really love is that that energy that love that openness is on the backside on the other side mm -hmm. of her own life experience which was not always easy you know and you know doing research on her which we both have, have done um it, she just had me thinking a lot about sharing like being open about some of those things that are difficult you know about being transparent about our life experiences i mean obviously you know it's not like people go around every day, every person they talk to and just kind of blurt things out. But when the moment is right, not being afraid to share, to own our truth, to own our reality. I mean, for being 21 years old, yeah, young, and having the platform that she does, mm -hmm. she's come open and honest about, mm -hmm. and just, I just don't know how she does it. It's so much courage and, and vulnerability yeah. um, about being sexually abused mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and about... Um, attempting to take her own life mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and what that really does is of course I, I can only imagine open her up mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to the world yeah in so many ways that could potentially you know be scary for somebody yeah definitely but then also it, it opens her up to the opportunities of touching other people's lives and inviting them to be vulnerable mm, yeah yeah and yeah. i think you've had mm -hmm. to bring yourself mm -hmm. to that courageous place a number of times in your life where you're being open about yeah past. i mean I, th I think i think uh that you know i think for me in my particular journey mm -hmm. uh they're a very at a very early age i think a lot of kids have this i think actually all young people have this before they become attuned or socialized to the kind of nuances of what to share and what not to share and you know shame around sharing certain things which adults kind of keep upon them i think kids just like you know you want authenticity you want reality you want truth which is a really beautiful thing you know and I know for me growing up in um, some of the things I experienced when when I was younger um, I just it was like there was this like wall of silence around some of the things that were going on and I just couldn't I couldn't I could never act my way into being comfortable with kind of like the suppression the hiding 
um, the concealing and the pretend game, the performance mm -hmm. of everything being okay when it's actually not. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love the fact that that at the heart of her practice as um, an activist, as a servant, yeah. is that kind of transparency mm -hmm. and honesty and owning her experience. I mean, yeah, I think we talk about how much cultural implications prevent us from expressing what is deemed by culture as weakness. Yeah. I can say, mm -hmm. you know, from the perspective of uh, the Persian culture, mm -hmm. although I was born, you know, here, mm -hmm. um, and my parents have lived here since they were quite young, yeah. um, there is that pressure, mm -hmm. you know, from the societies, from the cultures to sweep everything under the rug, to make sure everything looks pleasant. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting because of that, and you play that role all your life, people come to assume, and it has been the case in my way, in, in my life, people come to assume that I'm, I'm very comfortable, that I, have, I haven't been tested in certain ways, and it's because I don't share. It's because I haven't, I haven't really come out, and I, and I haven't talked about those moments of not wanting to be on this earth anymore, um, of thinking about leaving. And... Um, that needs to be talked about because there are so many people that are that are oppressed and hidden under this kind of veil mm -hmm. of keep quiet mm -hmm. shame. To, to to please the status quo and absolutely yeah, and, and shame shame, yeah, shame. shame. Mm -hmm. but yeah mm -hmm. and i think being around people like kenidra mm -hmm. allows us to um share our shared pain. I yeah. think that the, if there's anything that anybody like that we share in the world yeah. with all that's our diversity yeah. is that all of us have pain yeah, exactly. in some capacity. Yeah, exactly. And when you come out with being truthful, mm -hmm. knowing that it's the foundation of all human virtues. Yeah. I heard that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> the Baha'i writing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, then, then it makes way for connection. I think it frees us too, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Mm -hmm. There's freedom in, in, in transparency and honesty. Mm -hmm. Again, when it, when the moment is right, you don't want to walk around like a bleeding heart and just absolutely. All the time. But when the moment's right and you feel it's the, the time to do that, then, then you take it. Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree. Yeah, I think that's great. And particularly when you're working in social justice spaces and where you're having influence and impact on other people's lives. Yeah. We have to start from a foundation of truth. We have to um, have a willingness to come clean. Mm hmm. But anyway, um, so we, uh, yeah, we need to do this, man. Let's I mean, go. it's another incredible episode of mm -hmm. Undaunted brought mm -hmm. to you by who? Choose Unity. Man, you did that so well. You've been practicing. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> so awesome. Should we go talk to her? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's okay. have a conversation with Kenita Woods. Let's you, do it. Soon. You got it. Well, welcome. How you doing, sister? <laughs> oh, I'm all right. You guys K are Wood. Happy. That's you your guys new name, K Woods. Oh, K how you doing? K Woods in the house, y'all kicking it with Nava and Masood. We doing our thing from Frisco to Maine, baby. So good to have you here with us. We're so happy to have you. Thank you guys so much. Here with uh, Nava, of course, who's my, well, she's the captain of the ship. I'm no. just the co-pilot. No, no. <laughs> So good to see you, man. It's we're so happy that you're here mm. and all of that incredible energy that you bring. No, likewise. Um, we're so inspired by you. Yeah, we are. There is so much that uh, a young person like yourself mm -hmm. at 21 carries, and you've chosen this path to carry just a lot more mm -hmm. because of your heart 
and because of your passion, because of your devotion to justice. We would just love to have you speak on that a little bit. Where are you at with that right now? So I guess um, that's a good question mm. because I don't even know where I am. Yeah. Mm. Like, wow. I don't know, yeah. you know, like, I feel like I am stuck at a point in my life. I'm like, um, even with all the works I've uh, done and that I am doing with like the different initiatives, like uh, the Black Lives Matter and the mental health um, um, initiatives, I think I'm still stuck trying to figure out who I am. Yeah. Like, because I feel like a lot of my life was tied to like activism and the work. And I'm like, dang, who am I am with the, like, who am I? without this uh the works attached to me like who am i am i enough like me alone kenidra woods like am i enough you know so i really struggle with it yeah i mean i think i think and that's real too i mean that's that's how to separate yourself like and i think we you know we always struggle with it at different you know points in our lives but i i definitely think i can hear you on that because it's like all of this stuff that i'm doing i'm engaged and i've got this platform but when I'm just at home chilling by myself, when I'm kicking it with my friends, it's like, okay, I don't have to do that other stuff right now. I can just be me. Yeah. But it's like, okay, who am I? Because I'm mm -hmm. so engaged with this other stuff. I need to spend time, a little time with me trying to figure that part out. Yep. So do you feel like, do you, so, so in that sense, do you feel like the stuff that you're doing, it sounds to me like you're learning, you're on the path to learning how to integrate the activism that you do with the self that you are and perhaps not lose the self in the midst of doing the activism mm. or to create a space for the self to like develop more fully. Mm. Is that, yeah. is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that I am in the middle of both of those, yeah. which I, I'm glad you said that because, uh, I, sometimes I, I tend to black and white think like, I'm like, I gotta be either or, but what if I, what if I'm both? Like, what if I'm, you know, mm. cause I feel like I'm still figuring it out and I'm pretty young still, you mm. know? And like I said, I feel like a lot of like my life, a big part of my childhood was like so attached to, especially like the beginning of my teen years, it was like so attached to like the work mm. and just the things that I was doing for the world. But I'm like, like I feel like I've lost myself in that. Mm. I don't even know if like I developed in that way, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm struggling with that, but it, I wouldn't change it though. I wouldn't change the work I've done and that I am doing. Like, I think mm. I just have to figure out the balance though. Yeah. And I feel like I find it through hanging with my friends and just doing things that can make me happy. Right. Like if I want to do, cause I like the different arts, like theater mm -hmm. and like, you know, like stuff like that, like a uh, script, like writing scripts and I'm not the best at it, but. Mm -hmm. That's all right, you trying. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not professional, but I'm mm -hmm. saying like, I like stuff like that. You yeah. know, I just like stuff that can fill me up and being around people who can fill me up because um, mm -hmm. a lot of things can drain us in the world, especially mm -hmm. like with COVID and, um, how the world shut down last year. So, yeah. yeah. What, what's that been like um, for you, this this COVID experience and the work that you're doing right now and so much of everything being on social media, even more so mm -hmm. because it's the only way people are interacting. I hear from a lot of my friends. I hear a lot from the, you know, from our younger population of, of people that it's a lot of pressure that when you're going online, there's a lot of pain in the scrolling. There's mm -hmm. a lot of pain in what you see. There's a lot of pain in not knowing how you can actually contribute or offer something when everybody is so distanced with one another. Yeah, so, wow. Um, I feel like 
it's definitely been heavy. Like 2020 was like, it blew me. Like, I feel like I've discovered a part of myself that I didn't know. Like, um, it's a lot of things that I would not have done. A lot of people I probably would not have come across on social media because obviously it was enough time for that, right? Like we had more than enough time in the world. Um, but it's a lot of things that I would not have done if it wasn't for that year. And obviously I'm not saying, gosh, no, like I'm not saying that 2020, like I'm glad it happened, but I'm saying I've, I've taken a lot of uh, lessons from it. Um, but I have to say like during that year, I definitely went down a spiral mentally because I felt like I didn't really have a purpose. Like I felt like I was like, it was getting lost in the wind. Like it was hard because I had to go to social media, but also it was a lot of hate during that time. It was like, people said some horrible things and it was just like, yeah, I feel like people forget that I'm human. And a lot of people with platforms, they forget that we're human. Can you give us an example? I mean, I don't want to take you obviously down that road, but can you, can you just paint a, just an idea or a picture for, for people that don't know or understand that? How, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So like, it was like, um, I think it was kind of like a controversial, well, people looked at it as that, like mm -hmm. a thing that was happening. And it was like, person with a bigger platform that I was associated with. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of stuff that I didn't know mm -hmm. um, about this person. Mm -hmm. So it was like, it was kind of the backlash on me, but I didn't know. I'm like, I just want to be friendly. I want to mm -hmm. help this person. I want to be, you know, yeah. stand alongside. But I guess when I'm alone and I like, I read all the messages and it's not like, the thing is I am human and it's kind of hard not to read it. Like yeah, people say, so yeah, hard. don't read it. Like yeah. whoever say they haven't read it. I mean, mm -hmm. you're lying, but you know, like it's kind of, it's hard to just be like, ignore it and yeah. not think about yeah. it and yeah. not ruminate. Oh, like, yeah. you know, 100%. but I guess I have to say like, when I see those things about myself when people say like, kill yourself, like you mm. need to be like, yeah, it's it's a lot of horrible things I don't want to get into because it's like bad and it makes me feel horrible. But um, like, I guess I have to say, like when I'm sitting in a room by myself, I'm like, well, maybe I am these things. Like maybe I am <laughs> like, maybe I am like yeah, worthless yeah. or like I get so caught up in that. Like it's so hard to pull myself out of that sometimes because I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I am, I'm not doing enough because I already feel like I'm not doing enough some days. So it's kind of like they, they it just kind of like they confirmed it, you know, yeah. like, you know, Kanidra, I think it speaks so much to the importance of your work by the reaction that you get and the mm -hmm. resistance that you get to it. Mm -hmm. Those people that live on the surface, that don't question, that don't challenge, that don't dive deep, mm -hmm. that do not pain, do not ever face this type of resistance from others. Mm -hmm. And I think for what it's worth, and I can't imagine what that must be like for you to read those messages. For what it's worth, please know that for every, every hateful message that you might receive, there are just lives that you are changing on a scale that you will not know about. You know, when you ask this idea, like this, you brought this idea of, of like, who am I? You know, I think we've all kind of, I mean, Masood, I'm sure you've asked yourself that I question. I don't know about that at all. Yeah. I've always known who I'm I know. I, you know, I had a dream and I want to share it with you. I had a dream, um, that I asked one of my ancestors, he came to me in a dream and I asked him basically that question. Mm -hmm. And I also said, what could I even do? Mm. And he said, I want to tell you that you are a drop 
And in the moment, I was like, just, just a drop. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just like, that, that, that is like nothingness. <laughs> like, just a drop. But he's like, but you are a drop in an ocean of drops. And what that ocean can do is so much. Wow. And That's so, and, and for me, yeah. And so it's actually humbling because it's actually nice to be like, you know what? I am not, I, I'm, I'm just a drop. You know, my, my, I don't, you don't put that type of pressure on yourself, right. but you know that your work with the collective is moving things forward on a scale we'll never be able to comprehend. And there's never been another drop like you that no. has ever existed. And the whole in the ocean world needs all of those <laughs> yeah, drops. And that will ever exist. I mean, I know I'm a pretty oblong drop. My drop <laughs> is a little strange. But anyway, there has never been a drop like you that's ever existed in the world before. Yes. And so that is like, and the ocean needs you. You know, you feed the ocean. So, so I mean, sweet. when somebody, man, when somebody comes, says some crazy stuff like that, it's like they actually are. It's a, it's an expression of a kind of self hate mm -hmm. because they're part of the ocean too. Mm -hmm. And if they're they're hating their fellow drops, mm -hmm. this is getting like really. It feels like a nursery rhyme or something from school. That <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, we're going there. It's I'm philosophical. Going, I'm here, I'm going, go I'm go going deep. Here. Thank you. Okay. Um, but it's like you know, you're you're also like when you're when you're hating those fellow drops, mm -hmm. you're also um, undermining the ocean that you're part of. Yeah. So you know, and girl, you all the stuff you doing, girl, please, child, you make me feel lazy. And I thought my life, I'm looking, I'm reading. Stuff. I, said, I don't want to read this no more. She got me feeling lazy over here. I said, Lord, have a Kenita, just stop. Slow down, girl. So take a break. You make me feel better when you take a break. <laughs> catch up thank you <laughs> but you know it's interesting because you're, you're you're essentially what you're talking about really in a lot of ways is mental health mm -hmm. right it's a big yeah. thing man and um i know that uh usually well always you know mental health issues are, are rooted in a kind of some trauma that someone has experienced mm -hmm. you know um, I've been in counseling and therapy on and off probably for 20 years, mm -hmm. um, and it's been really beneficial for me. I think I started off really kind of nervous about going to counseling mm -hmm. because in the black community, you know how folks yep. do. Yep. You ain't. What do you mm -hmm. mean you got to go to? You better pray. Yeah. Yeah. Throw the Bible. You you ain't praying walk, enough, right? child. You know what prayers you saying? You yeah. saying the wrong prayers. Right. Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, so so it's been incredibly healthy for me. But you know, in in in. Um, I really think that, uh, you know, at the heart of it, obviously, is some type of trauma that we've all experienced in one form or another. And I know for you, you have, you've had your own trauma, which led you to kind of, you went through your, you know, your, your dark periods and you struggled with some things. And then you were able to, through counseling and also some key members, probably in your family and friends, able to kind of pull yourself up out of that. So mm -hmm. I think your life is a powerful example mm. of the importance of um of prayer yes mm -hmm. working in collaboration mm -hmm. with therapeutic intervention and so can you talk can you talk about that like you know how the importance that that counseling and therapy played in your recovery continues probably to play in your recovery yeah and how different that you think your life might have been without that had you just gone gone down the safe route that we go down it's really an unsafe route but a lot of people the accepted route of saying mm -hmm. i can do it all on my own Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you said a lot. Yeah, that was I did. so true. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's played a big part in my life. And I remember when I was like in the thick of it, I just denied it. I was in denial. Like I was like, I don't need help. Like I remember I've, I've ran through a lot of therapists throughout my life and 
Um, I guess I had to figure out the ones that I actually connected with, mm-hmm. you know, because that's important too. Mm-hmm. And it like, I don't know, it was really hard trying to open up at first because I just felt like nobody would like get me. And especially like, it was a lot of shame because in the black community, like it's a lot of shame. And so I never wanted to say out loud that I am struggling, like yeah. something's wrong. Like, I don't know what's wrong, but I know something's wrong. Yeah. And it's like, and I can't pinpoint and so yes that was something within myself that i felt like i was lacking and then i felt inadequate and then it was just like spiraled it just spiraled i don't know it's just a lot of stuff that i uh, didn't really know about myself and i feel like at the Mm -hmm. end of the day i was like really young but Mm -hmm, it's a mm -hmm. lot of stuff that i wasn't aware about but i know it was a lot of um shame it was Mm -hmm. a lot of people shaming and i feel like it was a lot of ignorance like i don't think it's like they're just like oh yeah she she's ill and i'm just gonna bully her it's more like they don't really know about the. they don't really yeah they don't really know so they just say whatever comes to their mind um but i feel like now um with therapy well i feel like from where i've come from i've come a long way and i feel like without therapy i definitely probably would have been dead and sorry that's so blunt but Mm -hmm. i've no that's real that's like i just know like Mm -hmm. or i would have probably have been on drugs or something yeah yeah. like i've i've probably would have had an addiction or Mm -hmm. because i've i don't know Sorry if that's blunt. But no. no that, <laughs> it's the truth. It's yeah, like, no, yeah. because I've true. had like a lot of hospital hospitalizations. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of like, I had two suicide attempts. Yeah. I've had like mm-hmm. a lot of self-harm. Mm-hmm. It was such an addiction. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I just know if I didn't have therapy mm-hmm. with that, because I was doing that with therapy and yeah. I was working through that. Yeah, yeah. So I know without therapy, it would have been a done deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if well. you're speaking to individuals that might've had similar experiences, or speaking to individuals who are about to engage in particular, you know, acts of self-harm. What, how, how do you say, how do you tell people you got through that? How did you come out on the other side of that? I think I think about my future. I think about my future and I like, it's different for everybody, but I think about, because I remember people telling me, what would you tell your kids if they saw your scars? Like if you keep adding them to your skin, like what would you tell them? And that's probably not a good, like with, with people, when you saying that to other people that might not work for them, mm. that's fine. But I feel like for me, that made me think deeper. Cause I was like, mm. yeah, I want a family. What would I tell? Mm. And I remember my nephew, he was asking me, he said, he was like, what are those scratches on your leg? What are those? Like, and I was like, I didn't really know what to say. I was kind of dumbfounded. Like, I was like, I don't know what to say to him. And he's so smart. Like he, he just caught on to things so fast. So he know if you're like, if you say, oh yeah, I hurt myself. I no, he can see through that. He was like, these kids are really, really smart. Mm. And so I really didn't know what to say. And I feel like with those things, like those kind of situations, I don't like, I don't want to have to answer to anybody. And you know what? Like at the end of the day, I'm not obligated to answer to anybody, but I think, um, I also think about, um, how would, what would you tell your friend? Like, would you, would you want your friend to harm themselves? Like if you love somebody mm. and then that was your friend and you like, mm. Oh, I love. So I guess I think like that, Would I want my sister to do this to herself or will I want my friend to do that to themselves? Like, mm. no, you know, like, so I, tr- I try to look at it from that perspective. Cause um. it's like, 
it's hurting them yeah. just like I would be hurt if like they did the, that to themselves. And I hear a lot of people, I mean, I've had a lot of things where my siblings, they would, they would be so sad. And I, mm -hmm. and I, the thing is I hung my head down in shame because I was like, I don't really know what to say to them. Yeah. Like I really don't. And that was a part where I felt guilty and it, it, I got even more into it because I'm like, okay, I deserve this now. You know, like yeah. I deserve this even more. Yeah. So it's just yeah. like, I feel like there was no end to it at that point, but um, I don't know. I feel like I've also just just did the work. Like mm. I think that's important. Did the work. Like I'm also I've the thing is I remember feeling so ashamed to say like oh yeah I take medication, but you know between medication and therapy it's been really good. Mm. And the, don't get me wrong, I still have my like mm -hmm. you know downs, uphill battles down. You know yeah. it's it's still a struggle, and I feel like um, when you I feel like when you make that decision, like, I want to get better. I don't want to be miserable anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't mean to sound blunt when I say that. I feel like I had to come with it, like, to a, to self-discovery. Like, I had to come to that realization. Like, I am not going to be a happy person in life. Or my mm -hmm. life is going to not be... Um, um, it's not going to be as healthy. It's not, nobody probably will want to be around me. Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm living my life this way, because it scares people mm -hmm. because they don't know. I remember, um, my sister found me like all bloody yeah, <laughs> and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. um, I don't know. It affects everybody else around me yeah. and everybody else around you. So that's how I try to think about it too. Yeah. yeah. You know, everything that you said, you know, whether it's the cutting or the suicide, I, you know, I had a suicide attempt uh, when I was young, when I was in high school. Mm. I remember uh, feeling like I was very much alone, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like nobody else had ever been through anything like what I was going through. Mm -hmm. And of course that all exists in, you know, my limited mind at 15 or 16 years old. Mm -hmm. And then you realize, man, there's so many people out here that are struggling with similar things. Mm. People that have struggled with cutting themselves or starving themselves or whatever, you know? And then you realize it's like, depending on what the trauma is, it's a very natural reaction to the trauma. It doesn't yeah. make you weird at all. It's like completely logical that you would do something to hurt yourself, right? Mm -hmm. In response to very specific forms of trauma. Yeah. So, and I think the more that we can remove the stigma from you know, abuse from trauma, from our response to trauma, right? Exactly. The more, the more we relieve people of the shame. Yes. And we don't feel like we're alone in it. We feel like we have a collective. There's a community of people who have been through similar things, who have mm -hmm. come out on the other side. And uh, so we have, we have touchstones of inspiration, people we can look to. And, I, you know, I'm just going to go on a limb here. You're one of those people now. Mm. You, know, you have emerged <laughs> and as... When you yeah, yeah, when yeah. you share this, you allow other people to come out and share. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things, you know, I'm sitting on the couch here and there's a lot of things in my mind mm. that I always, I hold tight to, but yep. then when I hear you talking about it, mm. I'm like, well mm. then, mm -hmm. maybe it's okay for me to say something too so. about my experiences, <laughs> yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And so you, you, your bravery incites other bravery, yeah. you know, with, with amongst wow. others. So thank you for that. You know, I want to take a look at a little bit about, you know, one thing I've noticed, and I think Masood, you, you may have noticed it as well, mm -hmm. that with every, the energy that drives every activism, mm -hmm. there is a pain behind it. Mm -hmm. And that means like there was a pain somewhere mm -hmm. that made you be like, I need to do something about this. Mm -hmm. 
And then there's a hope somewhere so that I'm doing something about it because I have a hope. Right. What is that pain for you? What has that been and what is that hope? I think, um, wow, <laughs> it was a lot. Um, so when I was like very little, seven, eight, I was like sexually abused and it was like ongoing for a minute mm -hmm. until uh, CPS got involved. <laughs> And then, I don't know, that kind of, I got older and it kind of spiraled out of control. I got in school and I just never felt like I fit in. Yeah. And so I always just felt like the odd one. And I always, so like all of that was connected for me because I'm like, oh, I deserve this. I deserve, like, it's always go back to I deserve this. And I, like, and I don't know. I just feel like the hope for me was like, I just got tired of like being miserable. And I feel like after... Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to include the in between that was like um like psych wards and like mm. residential facilities. Wow. And like I don't know, I just felt like my life was so miserable and I'm like like either I'm going to die or I'm going to like or I'm going to be dead or I'm going to be an addict of something or I'm going to do something. I'm I have to live a different way. Like and so I remember just sitting with myself and I was just like I have to make this decision. Like I'm always like all the time i'm always in the hospital or i'm always in a residential and so it was just i don't know so i just felt like that was like how my life was gonna be if i did not do anything about it and so yeah i feel like my um hope was just like just a possibility of things getting better because i'm like okay if i'm not present or if i'm not alive like i won't see any of that how did that play into your activism um, a lot of that was just because I know a lot of people might feel alone and yeah. I was like, I, I feel alone. So I, I can only imagine what other people feel like. And so I just felt just compelled to go out there and just share my story. I'm like, there's nothing else that can freaking hurt me anymore. Yeah, for mm. real. I'm like, I've been through the yes. rug. It's like, <laughs> yes. like, yeah. I'm just because it was a lot of people that's like, it's so stigmatized, obviously. And it's a lot of people who were just like ashamed to do it. But I just feel like there was nothing else that could get me down around that time because I was down. I mean, I have been through the rough and like, what can people on social media say? Like, and so, you know, during that time in my life, I just felt like I was okay to share that. And it helped me. Like, people say it helped them. It helped me to say that out loud and to know, like, the response. It was like, people, like, I knew that I wasn't alone. Like, it was a confirmation. I'm like, okay. And so that's when the conversation started because I'm like, this is necessary. And I was so glad that I did it. And I uh, would not change that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost, I mean, I, I, what, I, what I hear and what you're saying and I, I found this to be true in my own life, you take the power back mm -hmm. by embracing the reality of what took place. It's like this happened. Mm -hmm. right. You know, this happened. And I'm working through it, have done work. I'll probably be working through it for a long time. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to suffer this in silence. I'm not going to be um, quiet about it because there's a lot of other people out here who are suffering similar things. And they feel they're suffering in silence. Yep. And maybe by me saying something, stepping out and saying, you know, this was part of my reality, somebody else will be, oh, my God, like you just said, the moment you just said, Nala, somebody will say, oh, my God, you went through that? I went through that, yeah. you know? Yeah. I just, just, that's so cool. It's amazing because it, it, we work so hard to kind of keep things hidden and buried mm -hmm. beneath because we're ashamed of it. And that's where the toxicity, like like the illness is just yes. perpetuated. And it's only when we air it out and we're like, yo, 
Hey. Yeah, and, and also when people try to weaponize it against you, like, yeah. oh, I already, they already yeah. know, yeah. you know? You. So yeah. I feel and, like people used to try and, to say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I feel like people used to try to do that to me. It's yeah. like, it's out there. What else yeah. can I, yeah. yeah, what else could you say? Exactly. You know, people exactly. already know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's a kind of brave, there's a, there's, a, there's a wisdom in that and a bravery that I, that is really remarkable for you being 21 years old to, to kind of come through that at, at such a young age. And I, and I think the more that we can encourage people, um, friends, family, people we know, even people we don't know, because I know you have a lot of people that follow you on social media now, <laughs> yeah. you know, but um, the more that you can stand in your truth and reaffirm your dignity and your inherent nobility, mm -hmm. which is part of how, how you were created, you know, inherently noble as we all were created, mm -hmm. that whatever happened to you happened to you, but it was not, did not come from you. That was just a part of your reality. That is not Preach. your, thank you. <laughs> so the more that we can do that, the more that we give other people, we, liber we help to liberate other people mm. and allow them also to um, hopefully come to terms with whatever has occurred in their lives and not to, and to free themselves of the shame, which is where the healing can begin, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Can I speak to something? Mm -hmm. Because this is something that came up the other day. Yeah, speak. When you are posting on social media and when you are out there in the public eye, do you feel like any reactions would be different to your activism in your work if you were a man? Hmm. That's deep. <laughs> That's deep. That's right. That's deep. I might have to get up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I need a glass of water, guys. Yeah, I was like, wow. I was not expecting that, but that's a good question, that right? That is a good one, yeah. Um, that's kind of why we have on the show, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. You know, sometimes you ask for a thing and then you get it. Yeah, right. And you're like, I, don't know, I might not have shouldn't ask for that. I should have thought twice before I asked for that one. But anyway, go ahead. I digress. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, I would say... I think it would be different mm. because I feel like people like, I just feel like people, um, are you talking about, are you referring to more of like the mental health or, because I feel like it's different. Some, it can be different. Everything, anything you want to speak. Okay. On. Um, so I'm going to start with mental health first mm. with mental health. It men have to be strong. Mm. They cannot be, because I've had a lot of like my brothers, like I had a lot of uh, men around me who struggled with their mental health, mm -hmm. but they would never say a word. Right. And so with social media, I feel like they'd be like, yeah, you're soft, dude. You need to toughen up, you know, like, mm. but I feel like their social media is very like more accepting to women mm. on there. Like, I mean, when it comes to mental, mental health. health. Yeah. 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 Well, one of the only areas. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's because... what I say. It can be, yeah. it can be switched around. Right. But I'm saying that's one thing yeah. where yeah. it's yeah. looked down upon men because it's like expressing their be, emotions. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But I feel like other than that, yes, it would be a different response mm -hmm. because, mm -hmm. um, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, uh, people that wouldn't talk to men, how they talk to women. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's I, different. I, I, I think my own experience, I came from a family um, really where patriarchy was deeply entrenched. And it wasn't, it was, it was the kind of thing where, you know, you'd go to family gatherings and you see women kind of, you know, they're holding court and having their conversations. But really with, with things just, let's say, for example, the issue of infidelity. Mm. Now, if a woman was known to be someone yep. who committed infidelity. She was Double called a, a whole host of names. And if a, a man was caught doing that, 
hey, brother, you're just doing your thing. Yeah, you're a player. He's praised, right? Glorified. Which makes no logical sense because if you happen to have, if you happen to have a daughter and you're trying to raise her to choose a man who is going to treat her well, and the men around you are raising their sons to just run around and play and, and have multiple, what kind of man <laughs> do you think is gonna be available for her? Exactly. So it, it makes like no logical sense. It's like one of them stupid things, aside from the part of all the other stuff, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to keep track of your lies. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm not speaking from experience, by the way, I don't know anything about that. But, um, you know, it's hard to remember who you done lied to. You know, you gotta keep a flow chart. You know, I told that to Sally, I told Phyllis that. <laughs> Oh, dog, what did I tell? Oh, oh, Lord. I don't want to laugh you know, about this because so, that's bad. But, you know, it's just hard. So it's just a practical thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So aside from that, but it's like, you know, it's, it, 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 it's like if you want to raise, it, when you think about the type of man that you want for your daughter, would you want a man that's going to treat her bad, that's going to run around on her, then if that's not what you want, then why are you having this double standard and accepting behavior that no, you, you know you would have never accept? Yeah, it don't make no sense. I yeah. honestly think it's an insult to men. It totally is an it's insult. It's an insult to men mm -hmm. that this is expected behavior. So yeah. we're pretty much saying that mm -hmm. this is what men are capable of. Yeah. Yep. And this is our, you know, our standard. Yeah, yeah. Um, that you are saying pretty much the men are animals. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. It's an insult to yourself. Exactly. Right. And I ain't no animal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm a lot of things, but I But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. So, but it's, I think it, what's really interesting to me about your journey um, mm -hmm. is the fact that, you know, you, you are in many ways, you're this touchstone of inspiration because of what you've come through, right? And because mm -hmm. you've also turned your pain into purpose, right? You also candidly admitted that the work is not done, that you're still involved in doing the work. Mm -hmm. And you're learning how to balance your activism with getting to know you, allowing yourself in a space just to be you, right? And um, I think in so many ways, the things that you're talking about, the candidness, the frankness, the honesty that you're speaking about that is the same way that you spoke about the pain of what you went through. So when you made that journey, over when you crossed over that river to embrace your experience and not allow yourself to be shamed by it you were setting in motion a pattern for your future behavior that can serve as an inspiration for the rest of your life and that's what is so i'm like listening to you and the way that you're speaking your truth and your reality there's this quote from the baha'i writings uh, nav and mm. i are both baha'is but it says that truthfulness is the foundation of all virtues mm. So it's like no matter what virtue I'm trying to acquire for myself, whether yeah. I want to be courageous, whether I want to be just. loving, just, if I'm not being authentic and real, mm -hmm. it don't matter. I'm just mm -hmm. play acting, mm -hmm. you know. So by you standing in your truth and, 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 and not allowing yourself to be shamed by it and speaking it mm -hmm. in spaces where you feel like it needs to be spoken, yes. you are exercising that first foundational principle which is truthfulness is the foundation of all virtues yeah. and i want to get on some i'm please, sorry no, please, go ahead. Please get on it get on it get on it no it was something you said where like i think you said something in lines of like if you're not being true to yourself like i feel like i feel like that's been a hard thing because i get so caught up in like social media and yeah. like mm -hmm. i'm like oh yeah their life looks so good oh, mm -hmm. yeah I, I hate that and I it's hate like that. Yeah, and it's mm -hmm. like, you just never know. Yes. Like, you just never know. Yes. And so people just, like, 
like I feel like I have to think about it like they're human mm-hmm. and obviously people everybody's not gonna like say yeah, oh exactly. yeah I'm struggling with this or yep. I'm dealing with like you know all the things that people really don't want to talk about on exactly. social media mm-hmm. um especially not even just on social media but it's people that don't want to talk about it at all mm-hmm. because it's so it's such like I guess it's stigmatized and it's shamed and people feel like because they're not strong in that area they feel like oh i'm inadequate i'm lacking some way Mm -hmm. and us as humans we don't want to feel like we're Mm -mm. lacking Mm -mm. you know anything so it's it makes us feel i feel like for me personally i don't Mm -hmm. know about you guys but Mm -hmm. like i know for me personally it Mm -hmm. makes me feel of less lesser value when i am lacking something absolutely i'm like i need to be a whole if i'm not whole then Mm -hmm. i'm i'm nothing like you know like i'm like i'm failing and like i don't want to feel like a failure in anything but I think I have to just remember that, like, even though people are not being um, forthcoming about, like, mm-hmm. just what they're going through, doesn't does not mean they're not going through anything. Exactly, and so, yeah. yeah, instead of getting caught up in that, because yeah. I'm like, yeah, their their profiles look really good, mm-hmm. and they're really happy, and mm-hmm. they're like traveling, and they're at the beach, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they're mm-hmm. just enjoying their lives. Yeah. But I don't really know. If I see another photograph of somebody feeding their 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 <laughs> French poodle. A slice of cheesecake on a French fry. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I mean, but come on now. I mean, ain't everything like you know, like bubbles and 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 French poodles and. I've never even seen that. Know, photo. I, I, oh my I god! See it of, now. All kind of crazy stuff. Wow. I'll show you. I'll, I'll send you the thread. <laughs> but I mean, really, yeah, it's like, come on, that's so yeah. fake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah. we're all human beings, and it's like, dude, you know, you curated yes. your life so much, man. It's, I feel like I'm at an art, art exhibition. This I don't feel like I'm looking at somebody real. You know what I'm saying? I think this concept of failing is a really interesting one. I struggle with that personally. Yeah. I think there's a lot of pressure um, to constantly do things perfectly and to do things right, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like and whatever that means. Yeah. But when you look at history, those that have succeeded the most <laughs> and that we consider to have succeeded the most at life are those that have failed the most. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and, and, and those that haven't actually failed, mm-hmm. I was reading some, some work and studies about, you know, I have a two-year-old son. And Aww. so I, it was talking about the importance of having your child become comfortable with failing mm-hmm. and how that actually builds resilience so that they have the capacity and the capability to deal with the obstacles of yeah. life but we don't see failing as a good thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I would love to live in a society where when somebody fails, good job. <laughs> you tried something, it didn't work, that means you're gonna grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're that one step ahead of yourself than, he was, than you were yesterday. Yeah. Um, but I think social media plays into a little bit of that idea that things have to look a certain way, mm-hmm. that we have to act a certain way or be a certain way. Right. Um, yeah. Especially like when you have a pro, like a platform. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like the, it's like the, the spotlight is on you. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, a person with like 800 followers. I mean, people might still look at their profile, but it's not like they can really just post anything. Right. But like the people with like platforms and I feel like it was like new for me because it was hard. It's not like I was saying horrible things, but I'm like being myself. And like, now I feel like I have to be closed in. Sometimes I turn off. I remember it was like last year where I just turned off my comments for a minute because it's like, I can never say anything. Well, I feel like I can never say anything around that Tom or do anything that will make anybody happy. It's always somebody. I could be like, I love you guys. No, I hate you. You're horrible. Like, it's just like nothing you could say that, that can be, I don't know, satis- that can satisfy people. Like, and I'm not saying it's everybody, but I'm just saying it's always that one person. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I don't know. I just, I just feel like I had to like pretend. Mm-hmm. And like, I used to get so caught up in it. And the thing is, 
I would be lying if I said I was still not caught up. I, I sometimes I do still get caught up in that, but like I feel like it was, it's getting better as I go. But um, I'm learning to be more authentic with myself because I can be, I can be that with the world, but I need to be that to myself too. Yeah, I think yeah. that's important. Yeah, it's a, it's a process. I mean, we 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 learn how to do that. I mean, I. I I was on Instagram for a long time, and then I just, I got off, I've been off of it probably a little bit less than a year now. Mm. I don't miss it at all. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, I'm tired of looking at poodles. I love that for you. I'm, I'm tired of looking at poodles. <laughs> but, you know, it, it was, I mean, but really, it's like, it, like, I felt like a weight was off, yeah. was off of me, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm probably going to have to go back soon. I mean, particularly with, with what we're doing here with this show. And I acquiesce, I will take the dagger. <laughs> um, <laughs> But you know, I mean, you know, we do what we must do, you know. Yeah. So, um, and we must, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, like, you know, who do you have in your corner who who lifts mm. you up while you're doing this work? Who's your posse? Who's your crew? Who's got mm. your back? Mm. You know, I mean, I just met you, and one of my aspirational goals is to become one of those people because mm. I already just meeting you and just talking to you, I already feel a love and connection for you in my heart. Absolutely, and that that's so authentic sweet. and that's real. So, but I, but. Apart from that, who are those people who have shown themselves over time, yeah. have proven themselves to you, who are lifting you up, who are holding you up, yeah. who have your back while you're doing this work? Mm. Um, so I still keep in contact with a lot of my... Um, so I keep in contact with my uh, middle school principal. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, they've seen, a, they've seen me at my worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and I keep in contact with like um, elementary school teachers, middle school teachers. Um, I am still in touch with my high school teachers too. It's crazy, but, and then I have like, um, my friend Courtney, mm-hmm. she's like, she's a therapist mm-hmm. actually. She's not my therapist guys. Yeah. Obviously you can't, right. can't, but right. it helps. Nothing wrong with having yeah, a friend right, who right, yeah. right. I have one of those Double too. check that off yeah. if I ever need you yeah. now. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> I have yeah. one of those. Yeah. And, oh, also I got to tell you, it's like a short story I had to tell you guys about, yeah. about that. So she's a therapist and during that time, like, uh, during COVID, the shutdown, she was actually supposed to be my therapist. But she said, I want to be your friend because you can't be both. And she's like, yeah, I'll just refer you to a good therapist. But I was like, that's so sweet. She's like, no, I really want to like, you know, get to know you. Wow. And that's like, really? I'm like, wow, me? What? But yeah, so we've come, we've become super close. And, um, but yeah, so my twin sister, she's, that girl is, she's amazing. Like she's my best friend. I don't think I would have done a lot of things in my life without her. Like it was times where I'm just like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. And I would just like want to give up. And she's like, no, she's had her own things. And I don't want to speak on her things, you know, um, because she's in her own journey with that. But, um, we've seen each other through a lot of tough times and she's been that, She's been my inspiration. Mm-hmm. She can say I'm her inspiration all along, but mm-hmm. like she's my inspiration. What is her name? Keandra. Mm-hmm. Hey, Keandra. <laughs> I saw that. It's very. The names are very close. I was working on pronouncing them before. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad you said it before. I did that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I usually, just, if I don't want to say people's name wrong, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna just let them say it. Or <laughs> if they don't say it, we have such and such with us. <laughs> Go ahead, please. You ever do that? You're like at a party or something, yeah. and you're like, yeah, please. I'm Masood, and and this yeah. is uh, my friend, and then you just like yes. pause and wait, yeah. and then they like. Like look at you. They're like, and are you going to introduce yourself? Yeah, it's like, what is the deal? You don't need me. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! So wow. Funny. I'm that, glad I'm not the only one. No, 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 no. I've got a long history with that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I'm so glad that you've got people around you that mm-hmm. are encouraging you, that are holding you up, yeah. and um, you know, it it makes all the difference in the world. And and it's interesting because those are. The, 
we come from whatever family we come from. Mm -hmm. We're born to whatever family we believe yes. in. No control over yes. that. But then we have the blessing and the honor of choosing those yes. people. Yeah. That's so beautiful, yeah. right? And yeah. that's like to consciously choose somebody. That's yeah. deep. That's yeah. different. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I feel like I wanted to add too with uh, mm -hmm. like I've definitely built a community over Tom, mm. like with the activism work, because it was Tom's where like all of us would be struggling and like we understood each other's struggles and yeah. like that's how we connected. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I've I've built a community and and that way too, alongside like my sister and mm -hmm. like Courtney and yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's mm -hmm. awesome. It's so good. Well, you know, you, you are um, doing so many wonderful things, and I know that we have, which I'm so glad that we have had a conversation that was kind of less focused on the specifics of your activism yeah. and more focused just on you as a person. Yeah. It's been I really appreciate that. Yeah. Isn't, that isn't that nice just to mm -hmm. do that from time to time? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Lord, it's like taking a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's, just it's like, like taking I, a vacation I, from yourself. Thank you. It's like, right. It's it's actually, on yourself. They're asking me questions. They ain't asking me no questions about my activism. <laughs> where am I? You know? But, um, yeah. No, I'm so glad that 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 we've we've had this conversation, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking like, for you, man, and and the stuff that you're engaged in, just you as a person, you've talked a little bit about where you are, learning who you are, creating a space for yourself to exist. What what is what's your vision? What's your when you get mm -hmm. done, at the end of this brief span in time that you are on this earth, that you're doing the incredible work that you're mm -hmm. doing, that you're just being the incredible person that you are. What do you what do you want that in vision to be? What do you want people to, the people that are in your posse, your crew, to be able to say about the work that you've done and the person that you are? Wow. Mm. <laughs> That's a good one. We saved the simple questions for last, as you can tell. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, so simple. <laughs> Wait, can I just add something to that? Yes. Because that wasn't heavy enough. Yes. <laughs> um, in simple, mm. what does the that world that you're trying to create look like? Mm. Mm. What does it feel like? Mm. I know the world I am trying to create. Yeah. Um, I want it to be welcoming and I want it to be safe mm -hmm. and warm because I feel like a lot of um, what's in the world today, mm -hmm. it's a lot of ignorance. It's a lot of um, just pressure yeah. and different on social media like mm -hmm. it's a lot of pressures in different industries like mm -hmm. i want to make sure the world i am creating um is welcoming to every individual mm -hmm. no matter what like the different walks of life yeah. no matter no matter where they come from mm -hmm. i want i want that to be um a place that they can remember like Oh, because of her, mm -hmm. I am here. Mm -hmm. Because of her, I am inspired to mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. Sounds like you are preparing the way for your ancestorship mm -hmm. when you enter the realm of the ancestors. Mm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. If we all could think about that and the lasting legacy that we leave, the world would be moving to a much better place. So yeah, she's you're already doing it. She is. You're she already is. doing that every single day that you're living and speaking and yeah. surviving. Mm -hmm. You're doing that. Mm -hmm. But one thing that really spoke to me when you told us about your pain mm. was that you said one of the things that took you from that place to the other side was the other side of it was you thought about your children, the next generation, mm -hmm. and that showed me how much respect you have 
for that next generation. Yeah. <laughs> how much how much you know that that generation is instilled with the power that is going to drive everybody through to the other side. And if that generation does not have all that it needs emotionally, physically, mm-hmm. and all the support that it deserves, mm-hmm. then we can't get there. Mm-hmm. And I think that is at the heart mm-hmm. of you know, from what I can see, your activism. Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad. Wow, that's that's really <laughs> neat. You brought that up. Um, and yeah, I feel like um, just how my life went too, like um, like when I have children, which mm-hmm. I, I love kids, mm-hmm. and yes, I do look forward to having a family. I can Yeah, and I think um, it's a way also to um, heal the parts of myself where when I was little, mm-hmm. I can never go back to, but I think I want to do right by my, no, not think. Yeah. I know I want to do right by my children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you said, just the generations, like mm-hmm. the generations to come. That's and cool. you know, I'm mm-hmm. only one person and I don't want, as long as I tried and I, I like how you brought up failure. Mm-hmm. Failure is like you tried, yeah. right? Yeah. Like yeah. that, and then it comes about failure, but you tried, yeah. you know? Exactly. So that's the most important thing. Yeah. Well, we, we just, uh, we're so glad that you're doing the work that you're doing. And um, just, I, I just, you know, I'm feeling a lot, lot of things. I'm feeling just a joy that you're here. You brought mm. so much life and joy to this conversation, to this space. <laughs> you are welcome back on the couch anytime you want to come. Oh my God. I, I keep and, on, I just want to say, can we be friends now? I know. Yes. I know. I, know. Just I feel talk. like we already I are. You. I feel yeah. like we already are. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's gonna be like two o'clock in the morning. I'm gonna get a phone call. Yeah. Girl, yeah. What are you doing? Do you know what time it is? Child, do you know what time it is? <laughs> I just got a suit. I got to talk. Oh my I love this. But really, no. We 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 love you. We love yeah. the activism that you're that you're doing, yeah. and just you as a person. Thank you for being you. Thank yes. you. Thank just you, for being God. you. Thank you. you. I really alone appreciate that. Are enough, and we want you to know that. Thank yeah. you. You yeah. alone are enough. Yes. Thank you. Yes. You yes. said that, yes. right? Yes. Like I feel like I get so caught up in like, who am I? Mm-hmm. Am I enough? Yeah. And I really appreciate that. You are I enough. needed that today. And like, yeah. even though you guys, you know, like. Oh yeah, we're glad we focused on you. When mm-hmm. I tell you that is something I really needed because I have been really struggling with that. Yeah, um, well, good. Like that's that's the stage I am in in my life. Good, so, good. Really and I things happen you. for a reason. There's a reason why we kind of went to this yes. type of conversation today, yes. where we normally would have gone to a different type of conversation. And you fed yeah. us. Yeah, I mean, there's absolutely. things that you said that really fed our souls that we really needed to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Keep doing your thing. Keep shining, yeah. sister. We love you. Take care. Okay. Thank you. All love right. you guys too. Love you. Okay. <laughs>